welcome to Trainers Talking Truths. This is an ISSA podcast dedicated to exploring the fitness industry and uncovering the whys and hows of personal training. To do that, we'll talk directly to the industry experts and certified trainers. We'll dig into fitness programming, business tactics, nutrition, and more. You'll even hear from current training clients who offer insight from the other side. We've got the fitness industry covered, so turn up the volume and enjoy the drive. Hello, world, and welcome to another ISSA Trainers Talking Truths podcast. I am your co-host, Dan Duran, and my co-host, Jenny, is not with us today. So I did my very best to replicate that introduction. I actually think I could have done it quite a bit better. So if you're tuning in and you know how to reach us, let me know how I did. Uh, I am really, really excited to have a good friend of mine and a very experienced gentleman in the uh, the fitness industry, Will Coker, joining us today. How are you doing, Will? Fantastic, Dan. Thanks for having me and uh, excited to, to be with you and your uh, your guest today. Excellent. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm just I'm just putting it out there, folks. Make sure that you're sitting down, you have a, something to drink, you're comfortable because you're not going to want to quit uh, listening to this podcast. Let me give you a little background on Will. Uh, just kind of a high level. First and foremost, he is a U.S. Navy veteran, and thank you for your service. I always want to put that first and foremost for your service to our country. Uh, we appreciate that. I, his current title is Vice President of fitness at crunch, uh, gyms. So corporate gyms, which is a very large title overseeing a whole lot of people doing a whole lot of things. Uh, you know, he comes from a real strong background in multi-unit leadership. So, you know, managing many, many locations, uh, managing revenue, managing P and L statements, profit and loss, uh, organizational recruiting, organizational learning. And, and one last thing I'm going to say, before I, I kick it over and, and kind of uh, find out more about Will and how, how he got to where he, where he is and how others can do the same, I have to say I had the great pleasure of being in a workshop with Will, gosh, I don't know, four or five years ago now, time flies. And at that time, he was the, the VP of fitness. And another person in there was the director of fitness. I forget the title, but these are like some real high ups, right? In this or- very large organization. And if you were a fly on the wall watching this workshop take place, you would not know who was a brand new trainer and who was the VP of fitness from the sense of engagement. So uh, always the student, uh, it it was really cool to watch. There was no, hey, I'm this or I'm that and I don't need to participate. Uh, He was all in, both of them were. So that made quite an impression on me and it's going to stay with me for a long time. So thank you for that, Will. So here we go. How'd you get to where you are, man? I mean, tell us a little bit about your journey in, in fitness. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just a translation for the listeners, all that you just stated really just means I'm very old, right? So, um, <laughs> uh, so how, you know, how did I get to, to where I am is, you know, I was, uh, as you mentioned, I was a military veteran. I, you know, I had the great privilege of being able to serve my country. I was active duty for about 11 years in reserves or a couple more. Uh, and um, during my final couple of years in the military, you know, I had done a lot of physical fitness coordination stuff for my units and my squadrons and my base. And so um, one of the great things about the military is they will often send you to very expensive training for such things, right? So I had 
Uh, I didn't really know its translation in the civilian sector, but um, uh, so I had a couple of years I was kind of guaranteed to be home. And so I said, you know, maybe I'll kind of stroll out to the closest gym. And I, I literally showed up with all these certificates. You know, I had been to the Cooper Institute in Texas and American College of Sports Medicine. And I had no idea what that meant in the civilian world. And um, uh, showed up at uh, my former company uh, and uh, said, hey, like to see about being a personal trainer. And um, I just remember showing them the, you know, all of my, you know, my certifications that thankfully the military had allowed me to do. And uh, they were like, oh yeah, yeah, you're, you're qualified. Right. So uh, I really didn't know. Um, so, uh, you know, so that's how I kind of came into the fitness industry. I was a military vet. I was an athlete. Uh, I I've always tried my best to be a student of leadership. So, you know, uh, I'll just say that, you know, my first couple of years, I was I was still on active duty. I was a personal trainer. I was a assistant fitness manager at my first my first company, and uh, it just made sense. Like uh, for me, it just uh, it just fit. Um, I think because the military gave me the perspective, I, I didn't find the gym to be terribly stressful, uh, comparatively speaking. And then you know, I was I was an athlete who loved fitness, and I, I just really have always. Um, uh, tried my best to, uh, you know, to learn uh, as much about leadership as possible. So uh, that's how I, uh, I kind of came into it initially. Um, a couple of years after that, uh, I transitioned from active duty military to uh, the fitness manager of my first uh, facility. Um, and uh, during my time, I was with my first, that first company about 10 years. And I, you know, much like uh, some of our listeners, I, I did all the jobs, right? I was a I was a personal trainer. I was a fitness manager, general manager. Uh, then I had the great privilege of becoming an area director of fitness. Um, so I had, you know, 60 some odd locations that I, I was kind of the fitness guy for. Um, and then uh, I was also a district fitness manager with them because kind of went through a transition like organizations do different titles and scopes. Uh, and I was a district manager. Uh, so I've, I've had the privilege of working in all three kind of facets of our industry, which, you know, in, in a club is generally operations, sales, and, you know, fitness slash uh, group fitness. Uh, in, um, like I said, I was with that organization for 10 years. Um, and uh, uh, in 2008, I transitioned with some of the leaders of that former organization uh, to, uh, to Crunch. Uh, and with Crunch, I was the East Coast director, and then I was the West Coast director, and I've been in my current role um, for about four years. And in my, you know, what I get to do every day is I'm responsible for our personal training organization um, and for education for the organization and uh, recruiting for the organization. So, and, and, you know, that, that, what I just described has, you know, blessed me with being able to uh, I've been a part of a, six different brands during my career, and I've lived in 10 different states. Um, and, um, and I would just say, too, that uh, something I'll talk about later is uh, I've also been very, very lucky that I have been able to be surrounded uh, by some of the best minds uh, in, the, uh, in the industry. And I, and I think that I, I, I was very fortunate in where I started and the geography that I started in and some of the people I was exposed to early on. And then I think that combined with, which I'll speak a little bit more about later and hopefully, you know, it'll help someone out there listening. 
Um, the perspective that I gained from my military service, I think also has uh, contributed greatly to, you know, because careers are long, right? And uh, you have to have, you have to have staying power. And I, I one of the things I'll talk uh, a lot about is, is perspective, because I think perspective helps a lot with staying power. So that's, that's it, Dan. Wow. That's, that is good stuff. And uh, I'm going to keep it about you, Will, but there is a little overlap that I can't help but point out is I came from government as well and top fitness in government and, and moved over to the private sector and 22 years with government service. Uh, I completely agree. You know, things change. They always change. They'll continue to change. You just adapt, overcome, keep pressing on with what it is that you're trying to accomplish or what the team's trying to accomplish and understand that it's it's all just whirlwind. It'll pass, it'll it'll go by, just don't give up. So I love that. Uh, I never actually knew that part of the story. So thank you for sharing. Now, most of our listeners are, are, are well, hopefully uh, in the fitness industry, I, like I said, soldiers out saving lives on a daily basis. We're pretty familiar with what we're doing in a health club or in our private, private you know, business or even what the management's doing at, at like a fitness manager level, fitness director. But tell us what, what's a day look like? And you know, I know there's no two days the same, but if you were to kind of put it together, what's a day look like for somebody? Yeah, ab absolutely. So, you know, I would say, you know, um, my uh, average time that I spend in the office versus in the field, you know, in our clubs, it's about 50, 50. Uh, you know, if I could have that be 10% office and 90% in the gyms, that would be my preference. Um, and, uh, but, you know, a typical day is, you know, I'm up, I, I kind of a military thing, I guess, you know, I, and I, I find a lot of, you know, fitness professionals uh, out there are, are probably the same. We're kind of, I, I think we're all kind of creatures of habit, right? That's one of the things that draws us into, uh, you know, being a, um, you know, a gym rat and a fitness, a fitness person. Uh, but I get up at four o'clock every day, same time. Um, and uh, I, I, I take some time to kind of reflect and relax. And then, you know, I usually head off to the gym about 630. I'm at work at eight. Um, I, I keep that schedule, whether I'm traveling or I'm home. Um, and uh, again, much like our listeners, just, uh, you know, uh, habitual. Um, when I'm in the office, you know, it's a lot of, uh, you know, check-ins. Um, you know, I, I try to speak with my regional district leaders uh, each day. Um, and, uh, you know, I do a lot of check-ins uh, with my department heads, which for me are, you know, my director of education. And she has a uh, a ton of stuff on her plate and check in with her, check in my recruit, my national recruiting director. Uh, we do a, a lot of Zooms, you know, that's one of the things that COVID brought us, right? So a lot of Zooms, a lot of meetings, you know, I try to take advantage of that time because, you know, one, one of the things that I think is really critical in my role, you know, I like to, I, I like to say that, you know, we don't like surprises, right? So really the one of the ways that I can serve our team is I need to be looking around the corner, right? So I take that time to look beyond this week and today and, you know, what are we going to, you know, what's our, our next frontier next quarter and the quarter after that. So I, I do a lot of that stunt, that time, you know, during the office time. Um, and then, you know, my time, and then the other 50% of the time I'm in the field, uh, you know, I, I, my leaders, you know, I, I constantly, you know, tell them fitness doesn't happen in an office. Uh, there's 
really nothing more important than you know being out there with with the teams like i said if i could um uh, i do that 90 percent of the time and, and and you know do all the office stuff on the road or the subway or the train or the plane um and um but when i'm out in the field you know uh it's really time to kind of inspect what we expect and um solve challenges uh i try to ask a lot of open-ended questions um all of the listers sincerely you know i would want them to to definitely know that i i you know there some of the people that i admire the most uh in in my professional life are our master trainers right uh, i i try to let them feel that and know that and when i go out and spend time with them uh it takes a special person to to do what they do for a career right it's you know, getting up early, living on appointments, um, you know, split shifts a lot of times, and um, the impact that our listeners and in my, you know, my uh, trainers have on people's lives. I think a lot of them don't really even realize um, sometimes on a day to day how much impact they have. So I love that time. I like to just basically, you know, I do a lot of when I'm on the road or I'm in the field, I, I do a lot of recognition stuff, you know, so there's a lot of recognition lunches, a lot of recognition uh dinners but you know we've all seen it right the the big the big wig comes into the big wigs come into the club right and it's like this you know this kind of like uh feeling attention and really my goal when i'm spending that time is to make sure that doesn't happen right and uh because it's not really it's not really about me um it, it's about you know how can i go out there ask the right questions figure out what people need and um I usually walk away from that time that time with a very long to do list right and, and that's the way it should be right I mean the leader should walk away with a lot to do after that, not the other way around, unfortunately, as we all know, sometimes it is the other way around right so that's kind of my typical day uh, I do travel you know quite a bit uh, i'm based in Southern California, we have clubs all over the country. Um, so um, you know I, I spend I, I spend probably about half my month on the road. So a quick follow-up to that before I jump into the next question, uh, Will, would it be for those folks that, that are considering, you know, uh, moving, the, you know, working their way up for lack of a better word in the fitness world, can it, can it, is it fair to be able to say you're likely going to be relocating or you've got to be willing to relocate to be able to take advantage of opportunities? What, how do you feel about that? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And I think it's also a great thing to, approach as we as we share with your listeners and as we mentor to people who are coming up you know because you know I, I don't plan on doing this forever we need some of your listeners to hopefully come take my spot so you know i try to spend time giving that kind of advice to people and here's my thoughts on that dan you know what i try my best to share with the people i get to work with is that first and foremost anything that you do professionally it must first work personally right and in because I've seen time and time again, you know, people, you know, they 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 say, well, you know, I can make it work, right? And um, a lot of times, especially when the the task that you take on becomes more and more challenging, that's always going to come back to the surface, right? So I, I would just say, um, sure, if if um, if someone is is uh, is flexible and open, and most importantly, willing to take risks risk um that you can probably sh cut down some of the timeline you know for 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 growth 
Um, but uh, at the same time, I've also known, uh, you know, I think of two, two of my leaders who have been fairly stationary their entire career and they did okay. Um, but uh, uh, it, it could be a slower road, right? Um, but I think first and foremost, in anything you do professionally, you've got you've to sit back and you've got to make sure that it works for you personally. I mean, because at the end of the day, we're blessed to get to go to work in sweats in a gym every day. That's, that's an absolute blessing. Uh, but while we do that, you know, we should, you know, always strive to work so we can live and not live to work, right? So anytime I'm having those conversations uh, with folks about opportunity, we are all around the country. So it's a great question. I have to have those conversations. Um, you know, I just ask that they go home and, and they, they think about it and they make sure that it's going to work for them personally. I would never, I never try to talk anyone into anything, any, anything personally. I'm like, you've got to go and decide that yourself. If you come back and say this works for you personally, then we can talk about the professional side. And that's mic drop right there. And, and that's not just fitness. That's, that's any career you choose are the very, very wise words. You know what time it is. It's time for another ISSA rapid review. Diane Meiser had this to say about our certified nutritionist course. This course was excellent and very well written. Thanks so much for your feedback, Diane. So, I, you know, I've, I've, I've had the great opportunity to, to talk to people in the past um, in various formats about careers in fitness and usually college students. There's so many ways you can go uh, with whether it's a formal education, certified personal trainer, both, et cetera, you know, you can specialize, you can be an entrepreneur and own your own business or own club. You can develop a product, you can develop education, you can be a teacher. There's so many ways to go. Uh, and, and indeed one of them is, uh, upward mobility within the fitness industry, or I'm just going to, you know, narrow it down to health clubs. So if, if our listeners out there, if we have listeners out there that, that think, you know, this is something that I aspire to do, uh, you know, they want to work their way up in the, uh, the fitness industry proper and the health clubs, do you have any advice for them in general or what you would suggest that they focus on to be successful? Yeah, it's, uh, I, love, I love that question. I, I think, um, you know, if I could kind of pick something to talk to my team members about, every day, all day, it would probably be the answer to that question. So I appreciate you allowing me to, you know, to share. Uh, I would say, you know, so, you know, how can personal trainers work their way up in the fitness industry? Uh, well, you know, again, whatever that might mean, right? It might mean uh, opening their own location, growing inside of a corporation, uh, what, whatever that might mean. There's a, like you said, Dan, there's a lot of different pathways, but you know, the, the real overarching question is how can I grow, right? Uh, I, I would say one is, is commit to never stop learning, right? Um, and I think the easy way to do that is to be humble and coachable, right? Uh, I've always said, you know, I share with, I, I, I'm blessed with three sons. I know you, you know, you're, you're a dad as well, uh, Dan. And, uh, you know, I, I tell my kids all the time that, you can go a long way in life uh, through the simple recognition that you don't know it all, right? And I think that's really because, you know, once we convince ourselves that there's not much else we can learn, 
that's kind of the beginning of the end a lot of times professionally, right? So uh, be humble, be coachable. Um, and uh, the next one is, you know, you have to under, you have to understand that you have to be your own self promoter, right? So, uh, and again, not cocky, not egotistical, um, but uh, people can't read our minds, right? So we, we need to share with people around us, you know, what our goals are. You know, if we want to be the manager of the facility, please, if you're listening to this, go tell someone, okay? Because uh, I'll tell you, Dan, you know, one of my, my district and regional leaders know this, you know, one of my saddest days is, you know, I read a lot of exit interviews when people, you know, unfortunately leave, you know, our organization. And, and um, when I first started doing that, I, I, I saw so many times where people would make statements in those exit interviews um, that they never were spoken to about opportunity, right? I wish I would have had, you know, more chances or opportunity. I might have stayed with the organization if there was this or that, right? And, and um, you know, and, and I couldn't help but wonder, you know, did they ever tell anyone, right? Or were they waiting on someone to come to them to have that conversation? And it just, you know, my advice is, is if you want more, if you want to learn more, if you want to grow, if you want more opportunity, you got to tell somebody, right? So as an example, one of the things that I did at Crunch, because that bothered me, like, you know what I mean? Like that, like keeps me up at night. I'm like, man, like we've got all kinds of opportunity, but we, we, we don't know unless you bring it up. So one of the things that um, we had my director of education start doing is now uh, when our uh, personal trainers go through their onboarding process, there's a survey right at the end of it in, in our LMS system that, you know, ask them about their experience with their onboarding, of course, and all that. But I added a question that simply said, are you interested in growth or leadership opportunities with crunch? Yes or no. Right. And uh, I'll tell you like 80% of them say yes. Right. And, and so then what we do is we, we actually, I have the district managers personally connect with each of them. And yes, a lot of them are brand new to the industry. This is their first personal training job, but see now they've been heard, right? We gave them the opportunity to raise their hand. So I would say, you know, please be your own self promoter. Um, the next one is um, you're, we're all, we all have, I know you have, Dan, I have our listener, your listeners have. Um, you're, you're not always every step of the way going to have the best leader in front of you, right? I mean, you're, you're going to have some, some great supervisors. You're going to have some life-changing supervisors that'll have major impact on you and probably become friends for life. And you're going to have some bad ones, right? And so I would just say, make sure you understand that you can learn from the bad ones too, right? So they can teach you what not to do. Uh, and uh, the next one is as far as just advice, growth, you know, staying power, I would say at this, this fitness thing is never forget why you started your career in the first place. Okay. Sometimes I, I meet folks that have maybe been a manager for about a year and hopefully I don't meet them on my team, right? If any of them are listening, uh, but, uh, and they're like, man, I just, I just want to go back to training. This just isn't about that. Yeah. Just understand that no one can ever do that to us, right? That's not something someone puts on us. They don't cause us to lose, you know, to have our candle burn out, right? So, um, you know, 
only we can allow that flame to be extinguished, you know, and one of the things that, you know, I talk about with my team is, you know, you, you have to persevere, right, and never forget why you started doing this in the first place, and I think that begins, you know, it's one of the main reasons why there's two things that I do to never, never lose that, is one, I go to the gym every day, and I hang out with other gym members, and even when I don't feel like it, and the reason is, Dan, just like yourself, that's why that's why I started doing this is because I love fitness. And number two is I attend as much education as I can, like you stated earlier, because, that, man, that's what it's all about. Right. It's not about spreadsheets. Uh, you know, that's just minutia um, to, you know, to hopefully help us help the team. So I would say those two things will help you keep that perspective, keep going to the gym with your personal workouts done. No one can ever take that away from you. Yes. As you get busier, you might have to get up earlier in the morning. Uh, but it's, it's a choice. Uh, and then, uh, you know, continue your education, go roll around on a bunch of stability balls with, you know, a hundred trainers in a ballroom. And trust me, you'll remember real quickly why you started doing this. And, and then I, I do think my team hears me say this all the time, right? Is I do think that we we all need to remember this is just a gym, right? I, I mean, there's I mean, there's stressful jobs in this world, like really stressful jobs. You know, there's a you know, a young man recently in Afghanistan, that's stressful, right? Uh, there's there's uh, my oldest son is a is a San Bernardino County firefighter that was up doing the Dixie Fire. They're running into a burning wilderness. That's stressful. This is a gym, okay? Uh, and so I think it's important for us to, to always maintain that perspective. Uh, it doesn't mean every day is easy, but it's a gym. Like, let's not take ourselves too crazy seriously. So, um, and, and, you know, when you, when you look at a career and, and all of that, to maintain that staying power, that perspective, you know, I, I think it's... Um, you know, important to, to just know that careers are long, right? They don't, they don't happen in a month. They don't happen in a quarter. Um, and, you know, hey, if you're an overachiever, you can most certainly climb that mountain faster than most, right? And, and, and you know, and that is awesome if you do, but there's still a mountain, right? So, so there's still a mountain. You can go up the mountain fast or you can go up the mountain slow, but the one thing there is, is that a career is still, still a mountain. So I think that perspective uh, will help you. For our personal trainers out there that maybe have tried leadership in fitness or are considering it, uh, I would highly encourage you to do that. And, and, and this is why. Uh, I, I will tell you that my job has never changed. So what I did as a personal trainer with clients, I then did as a fitness manager with personal trainers, and then I did as a district manager with fitness managers. And, but again, that's maintaining that perspective. See, I'm reaching more clients than I ever could as an individual trainer, right? So I think you'll find that if you do it the right way and you maintain the right perspective, you may find that the job is exactly the same. Uh, I still feel, I, I don't feel like I've had that biography that you went through, Dan, I feel like I've just been a personal trainer for 20 something years, right? I just do it through other, other people. Uh, I believe that successful PTs, you know, in some industries, not everybody's a leader, right? I mean, you know, it just, it's not for everybody, right? And um, being responsible for others is a different, 
is a different thing, right? Than being responsible for yourself. But see, where I think trainers uh, are a little bit different is most trainers I've met are leaders, right? Because they have to lead their clients. So remember that many of the skill sets that you use to lead your clients through their challenges and their to their goals are the very same skill sets that you would need to lead other employees, right? Um, and um, in in last uh, the last I, I have two more, Dan. So take risk. Okay, you touched on this earlier. Um, that could be you know, taking the promotion, taking the relocation for the promotion, but uh, you, you must be able to take risk. Uh, not a lot in life comes without taking some sort of risk. And I'll tell you uh, that that becomes a lot easier when you realize that nothing is really guaranteed in life except death and taxes. Okay. And, um, and, and you have to um, believe that you will be the difference. And so example, um, let's face it, most opportunities are created, whether it's a management opportunity, district opportunity, company opportunity. Well, why would the opportunity be created? Because your predecessor was killing it? No, right? You got the opportunity because they were, there was a struggle. That's why there's an opportunity, right? And so believe that you will be the difference it makes taking risk a lot easier, right? Well, I don't want to do that job because look at what happened with the former person. Well, you're not that former person. That's why you're getting the opportunity. So you have to, you have, to have that belief and, and it doesn't come overnight. I understand that. Um, but uh, one of my uh, favorite leaders out there, you know, has a saying that to be an overachiever, you have to first be an overbeliever, right? And, um, and, you know, um, sometimes when you, you know, when you talk about being coachable, uh, you know, if the people in your room, whatever that is, right? So if it's your uh, trainers around you, or it's a group of managers that are, or it's a group of, you know, friends, if the people in your room don't challenge you, and, and hit you between the eyes and try to coach you, you're in the wrong room. Right. And so you have to be coachable. You have to be willing to take take risk and bringing it home here, Dan, is always lift people up. Life is tough. We all know that. Right. And you never know what impact just one positive word can do. Um, but we definitely know what a negative one does. Right. So be, you know, be a lifter of people, uh, whoever that may be. Um, and, uh, you know, the old saying that if you don't have something nice to say, then don't say anything at all, right? Because people got enough strife in their life, right? And, and, you know, that same leader that I look up to says, let the light that shines in you be brighter than the light that shines on you, right? And uh, understand that adversity will come. It will come in life. Uh, it will come in business. Um, and, um, and just to recap some things that can help you with that adversity is remember, this is just a gym. Okay. Uh, be grateful for your blessings that will calm you when adversity comes. One of the things I teach my team is that it is literally proven that it is physically impossible for a human to be simultaneously grateful and stressed. You can't do it if you try. 
If you're, if you're grateful and you're thinking about the blessings in your life, it's impossible to be stressed at the same time. And uh, last quote from my favorite leader is adversity is either going to shine you up or grind you up. It's your choice, right? And um, that is all I have on those questions, Dan. Wow. That was mic drop stuff. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we have our uh, producer in the background and uh, her body language is saying, yeah, we nailed this one. So uh, really good. Now, I was trying to put together a summary. I'm going to do my best, but I'm going to miss a few things here. But just a little recap here, uh, not necessarily in the same order, but tips. These are life tips, folks. Just pay attention as I say them. It's not just about becoming the VP of a big company in fitness. Never stop learning. Be humble and be coachable. Be yourself, your own self-promoter. I, I like to call it, we tell our son, be your own advocate. Stick up for yourself. Ask for the things. If you want to play a different position, you need to ask for it. Learn from your leaders. Learn from all leaders, regardless of what that experience is like. They all have something to teach you. Persevere and never forget why you started. And that includes going to the gym. So get in there, feel the energy, feel the people, feel the smiles, watch all those folks out there trying to make a difference in your lives because it's, 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 it's the, like magnetic. Uh, it's, it's a magnetic feeling. I get energized being in there. Take risks and believe that you can be the difference. You can make a difference. You can be that change maker. Always, always look people up. And remember, this is just a gym. It's not life and death. You're not going to die, uh, you know, no, and nobody else is dying, thank God, uh, in, in that, that setting. And right along with that, be grateful. Be grateful for everything you have, because when you're grateful, it's really hard to be stressed. And uh, remember in that, that gratitude, that means be grateful for everything that you've been blessed with, because there's so many things that, that could go a whole different direction. And that's called, you know, uh, I used to have a, a, a friend that said, if you've got one foot in the past and one foot in the future, you're peeing on the present. So be grateful and, and uh, enjoy the present. So that was, that was awesome, Will. Um, there's so much more that we could talk about here, but I got to be honest, I think this was just exactly what folks needed to hear. And um, it's what I needed to hear. It definitely brightened my day. If you were to uh, just kind of, you know, close and, and tell our folks, you know, from brand new certificant or going through a certification uh, to, you know, down the line when we hang up our hat and say, okay, it's time to put our feet up and sip some coffee in the morning. What would you say to them to keep them inspired and to keep them focused? Yeah, I think, you know, um, as a, you know, as a personal trainer, you know, the, um, you know, kind of, if, if I may, Dan, kind of the helmet and shoulder pads, right? So I, you know, I want to be a trainer, you know, just like if I want to be a football player, I can't, you know, run out of the tunnel, like, you know, wearing, you know, my, my Under Armour briefs and, and, you know, I've got to, I've got to have my helmet and shoulder pads, you know, I got, I got to be prepared, right? So, um, you know, as far as, a, you know, a successful trainer, uh, and what, you know, I look for uh, in a successful trainer is, 
number one is timely prepared and attended, right? And so, um, you know, we all know, you know, there's some people in our life that are punctual and there's some people that just for the life of them are not, right? And so one thing about our, you know, our roles is we have to be punctual people because we live off appointments, right? So being timely prepared and attentive. And again, um, you know, being passionate about what we do um, and, you um, um, you know, uh, and three is coachable, uh, four is selfless, five is confident, which comes with time. I understand that doesn't come on day one. It's totally get it. It didn't for me either. Uh, and, and, and being a risk taker, right? So those are some things that, you know, that I, that I look for, uh, with, uh, with new personal trainers. Um, so I, I know that's not exactly what you asked me, but, um, it, you know, that's uh, what I would want to leave your listeners with. And, you know, hopefully I appreciate you guys. Let me be with you today. It's truly a blessing. And, um, you know, hopefully, uh, as I always say, when I get together with my team, if we walk out, you got one nugget then it was worth, you know, it was worth the 30 minutes. Oh, that was well said. And I know I missed one. I was trying to, to catch them, but uh, uh, timely, passionate, selfless, confident risk taker? What did I miss, Will? Yeah, so timely, prepared, and attentive, right? I just kind of put that together. And that's really the helmet and shoulder badge, right? It's hard for us. uh, You know, uh, that's how you show people uh, that you care, right? Is that you respect their time, you're prepared for their time, and you're attentive to them, right? And, And if we show them we care, right? And then we can show them how much we know, right? And, And then second is passion, coachable. Three is selfless. Uh, five is confidence and six is, is being a risk taker. Um, I, I think, and, and not because that's, so everyone knows, not because that's my list, right? Uh, what I have found over the years is that that's what my clients wanted from me. And, and so in order to do a role well, I need to know what it is that the customer wants from me, right? And, and when you talk about being selfless, being a constant learner or coachable and, and, and having that confidence, it goes back to, I realized as a trainer early on that my clients didn't want to just work with me. They sort of wanted to be me, right? And so I wanted to be the best version of myself for them, right? Um, so that's where that list came from. It really comes from the clients. It's not, hey, William with his HR list, okay? <laughs> right? Well, the, the, and again, uh, what I had asked about was from certificate or going through a certification till the day that you hang your hat up. Those are the skills, traits, whatever you want to call it. That's what you need to bring to the table. And in, in, in my opinion as well, each and every day for as many years as that takes. So thank you, Will, so much for sharing with us. Uh, it's been a true pleasure. Thank you to all the listeners for tuning in. And uh, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to to replicate Jenny again here, and uh, remind everybody out there, make good choices. Yeah.